Unfiltered by Jade. Jade. Welcome to the Unfiltered by Jade, where we get out of the box and dive into topics that are sidelined. I look forward to entertain, educate, and inspire. Feel free to like, share, subscribe, donate, and make everybody know about it. Beats by RB Records. Shopping assistance, your style, your budget. Our services include online and local shopping for individuals and businesses, personal shopping, purchasing of company and office supplies, importing and exporting small packages across Jamaica and worldwide, and helping you find unique gifts and items for all events and occasions. Contact us at 876-919-5195 or shoppingassistance2015 at gmail.com. Shopping Assistance, your style, your budget. Welcome to the Unfiltered by Jade. Today we have with us Ian Kerner and he is a sex counselor and psychotherapist. He specializes in sex therapy, couples therapy, and working with individuals on a range of relationship issues. He is also a best-selling author and I'm happy to have him here. So hi Ian. Hi Jade. How are you doing? Uh, I'm okay. It's a nice sunny day in New York City, so can't complain. Can't complain at all. Understood. So I want to speak about the pleasure points. That's, a, that's the topic for discussion today. You got uh, it. Yes. And I have read your book, She Comes First. And I am still on this, you know, still trying to finish the book. But it's a, it's a good book. You know, it's so funny, Jade. I, I wrote that book like 22 years. Believe it or not, it's 22 years old. It's been really? around for well, 20 years. I think it came out in 2004. I wrote it in 2002. It came out in 2004. And it's so interesting because I wrote it, honestly, as a guide for um, men to uh, just get a little better at uh, pleasuring and understanding female sexuality. But over the years... Um, so many women have, have read the book and have gotten back to me, or so many moms have given it to their sons or dads have given it to their daughters. So I just it's just expanded beyond who I thought was the it would, leadership. Yes. And can I tell you how I, how I knew about the book? Because I had no idea about the book. I was watching a TV show and saw somebody give the book to someone. I've heard it was on a recent TV show, a new TV yeah. show. Yeah, I heard about that TV show. That's so cool. <laughs> and I mean, someone was getting married and the person gave it to them and said, here, there's a good book. And I was like, oh, let me see that book. And I went and did my research and found the book. Okay. Okay. All right. So I want to talk about first, um, her clitoris. So we're going to speak about different things from the book. So I want to speak about first her clitoris. And you spoke about the 18 parts. And foreplay. First of all, as a woman, I didn't even know that there were 18 parts. Okay. So, yeah, there are um, 
uh, a lot of parts to the clitoris and the clitoris is the powerhouse of the female orgasm. Um, and if you think about it, when a baby is conceived, it's not until about week eight that it's determined whether the baby is going to be uh, a boy or a girl. So right. all of the, um, you know, tissue and uh, biological material is there to create either a, a penis or a vagina and a vulva, but it all gets used, you know? And uh, so when we think about the clitoris, you know, most of us just think about one area on the surface of the vulva, but in mm -hmm. fact, there are external parts to the clitoris, and there are also internal parts to the clitoris that kind of wrap around uh, the entrance to the vagina. So the clitoris has a lot of different parts, and it's quite vast, and it is the um, center, really, for generating, for, for women to experience genital pleasure. Uh -huh. Okay, interesting. I mean, I guess now we all need to go and look for the 18 parts and figure it out in our bodies. Well, um, <laughs> I don't know that you, you're going to find a lot of the parts because they're uh, inside. You know, inside your, yeah, your yeah. body and sort of wrap around uh, the vagina and respond to um, uh, vibration. Uh, but what I would tell men is rather than uh, thinking about or telling any person that wants to create female pleasure, rather than thinking about penetrating the vagina, look to penetrate what's right in front of your eyes on the uh -huh. surface of the vulva. Yes. Foreplay. We're talking about that foreplay. So I've been told by some men that they can't do the foreplay. It takes too long. How important is foreplay, especially when you're going to have oral sex with the, the, the clitoris? Okay. So you're talking about guys who don't have time for foreplay. They're saying what? They want to get straight to what? Straight to the point or they want foreplay to be quickly. Why is it that it's taking so long? Well, what do they want to get to so quickly? Um, release <laughs> the enjoyment that they're, that they're going to feel. Yeah. You know, I think if, uh, you know, I hope that, uh, you know, men, when they are uh, partnering with women, I hope that they care about female pleasure as much as their own pleasure. And definitely female arousal tends to simmer and percolate longer. I'm sorry, if you take a penis and you take a, a, a vulva, mm -hmm. right? The penis is going to get more aroused more quickly, most likely. But, um, and so you would be able to like, provide oral sex to a penis somewhat quickly. Um, but really, it takes more time for blood to flow into the female genitals. So I think, you know, guys got to slow down and, you know, before you go below the waist, work above the waist mm -hmm. and above the neck, focus on the kissing, focus on the talking and the imagining, focus on the touching above the waist. And then, you know, once arousal has really been simmered, then move below the waist. So you don't just go, you don't, don't just go right for the end. You start somewhere. Well, I would hope so. I mean, I think a lot of heterosexual couples are very focused on um, intercourse yes. and getting to intercourse as quickly as possible. But, you know, when you rush to intercourse, about 80% of women do not end up experiencing orgasms. Mm -hmm. But when you add clitoral stimulation, when you add foreplay plus intercourse, about 80% of women end up do having, um, 
having orgasms. Uh, so I think foreplay is a big difference and the right kind of foreplay um, between whether or not a woman is going to experience an orgasm or not during sex. And foreplay is also mental in terms of sometimes you have to start with her mentally before you actually go physically. Absolutely. 100%. You know, in our American culture, very often sex is really just defined as a series of like physical behaviors. Oh, I'm going to kiss. I'm going to touch here. I'm going to touch there. You know, then I'm going to get to the intercourse. But, you know, think about it. There are women who can fantasize their way to orgasms. Oh, yes. Men can watch porn or imagine something sexy with their hands at their sides and still get erections. So that's the power of psychological arousal. And we need to be engaging in that together. Mm -hmm. I agree. Let's talk about the female orgasms. How many different types of orgasm is a woman capable of experiencing? Well, I'd like to say that all orgasms are clitoral. Okay, so we know that a woman can have an orgasm if you simply stimulate the surface of the vulva, the part of the clitoris that's called the glands or the part that most people would say, oh, there's that spot that's the clitoris, right? We know that um, there's such a thing as what would be called, in that case, a clitoral orgasm, but it's deceptive because all orgasms are clitoral. For example, there actually aren't too many sensitive nerve endings inside the vagina. And that's because the the vaginal canal is really designed to deliver babies, right? And so women don't need to be experiencing more pain. They hopefully want to experience less pain. The vagina itself isn't actually a source of pleasure, but because the clitoris has internal structures. So imagine like a wishbone. Can you imagine like a wishbone and like a turkey at Thanksgiving or something? Mm -hmm. So imagine that the tip of the wishbone is um, pushing outside the vulva, but then those legs are really inside um, and wrapping around the vagina and wrapping around the entrance of the vagina. So when you stimulate through intercourse or with a sex toy or manual stimulation, when you create that vibration inside the vagina, it's stimulating parts of the clitoris. So some people may feel like, oh, that's a vaginal orgasm, but in fact, it's still really a clitoral orgasm. And even the G-spot itself is also the back end of the clitoris. So right now I've described three types of orgasms that women say they have, clitoral, vaginal, G-spot, but all of those um, are clitoral orgasms. Women still, some women still aren't able to have an orgasm. Why is that the case? Well, are we talking about women who can't have orgasms during masturbation or women who can't have orgasms during partnered sex? During partnered sex. Okay, it comes down... um, uh, to a couple of things. Um, the one thing is that, uh, and if you're reading my book, She Comes First, is that most most sex positions, most intercourse positions, again, heterosexual couples usually rush to intercourse. And the most powerful part of the clitoris 
is the part on the surface of the vulva, but it's above the vaginal entrance. It can be a few centimeters above the vaginal entrance. So think about it. A penis going in and out of a vagina does not necessarily even touch that clitoris. And so the missionary position, which is the most popular sexual position, really provides little to no clitoral stimulation. So that's the main reason why women aren't experiencing orgasms during partnered intercourse. It's because the intercourse positions aren't providing enough clitoral stimulation, which is why the woman on top position tends to be uh, the position that most readily lends itself to orgasms, because in that position, it's not so much about the man thrusting in and out. Yes. Uh, it's more about the woman being able to press her clitoris against uh, a guy's pelvic bone. So basically, we're doing the wrong positions. I'm asking because you have persons who have been having sex for a long time, and they have never had an orgasm before. It doesn't matter what. They have never had it. And some, you know, some persons are saying, well, they don't even know if they had an orgasm before. Okay, you know, sometimes women speak and they say, you know, they have the squirting that we call squirting. And then they have the regular one where some people don't even know if it is that they just came or they're wet. Like we, people don't know. And most of the times they fake it. And that's a part of also what we're talking about. They fake it because they don't know. And they don't want to seem as if, well, they didn't come and the man was just working. Although sometimes they're really not doing much, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they don't really know if they if they came or not. Because there's no, and I mean, I can also put it back to things that we watch or listen to, where you expect this big explosion. There's no explosion happening. Right. So men definitely experience an orgasm in the form of ejaculation. So it's very clear right? When a guy has an orgasm or not. And uh, women don't have that visible expression of, of orgasm. And sometimes I meet women who will say, oh, you know, when I have sex, I have 400 orgasms or I have 100 orgasms. And what they're actually talking about are sort of high peak sensations uh, that are getting them very close to the experience of orgasm but they're not technically orgasm. They're really just more the peak of arousal. Orgasm is really a physiological event in which there are contractions of the vagina. The brain's opiate system starts to fire off and and create pleasure. The sphincter, uh, the anal muscles also start to contract. So there are clear physiological signs of orgasm versus peak arousal. But you're right, a lot of women will often experience some form of arousal and not be sure if it's an orgasm. And some women do ejaculate or some women do squirt, but generally um, those processes of squirting and ejaculation are not coupled or connected to pleasure in the same way that they are for men. So even a woman who squirts and even a woman who ejaculates, um, that doesn't necessarily mean that she's had an orgasm in terms of the uh, pleasurable event of orgasm. Oh, really? Really, yeah. That's interesting. I thought squirting was equal to the, the same thing. 
No, a lot of women, um, first of all, squirting is generally something that's involuntary. You're not in control of it. And some women squirt, some women don't. Uh, some women try to learn to squirt um, because they think that that's, you know, something that's fun right. or part of sex. But um, um, it, it's not connected to um, orgasm. It can occur simultaneous to orgasm and be part of an orgasm. But very often women squirt at times that uh, are before orgasm are happening or can squirt without having orgasm. So orgasm is really um, a discrete event in, unto itself. That's interesting. Well, I've learned that today. All right. Don't mistake her for an object. What What is that about? What was that about? Don't you know? It's been a long time since I wrote the book, but you know, in general, I think that um, you know, men and women to a lesser extent, we sort of like perform during sex, or we think that sex is supposed to look like a certain thing, like we're supposed to uh, engage in these kinds of positions, or emote, or moan, or in this way, or have this kind of an orgasm. And so we're not really communicating enough during sex. Women especially, I think, are not really communicating about what turns them on, what gives them pleasure. And so as a result, women aren't really standing up or advocating for their own enjoyment and participation and pleasure. And so they're losing what we would call their, their subjectivity. They're sort of becoming more just objects within this kind of pornified way of treating sex. So we both need to be the subjects and not just the objects, objects of sex. We need to be the subjects, both partners. And that means communication. And it often means communicating about wanting to have a kind of sex that goes against the performance expectation of how we think sex is supposed to look. Yes. The tongue. The tongue is mightier than the sword. Can you expand on that, please? And the right way, the right way of how to use your tongue. Okay. I, I just, you know, um, it's funny. There's a statistic that, um, you know, a lot of women are watching porn these days. Like not all porn users are, are men. And about 35% of the people who go to Pornhub are women. But, you know, the thing that the videos that women most tend to watch, heterosexual videos, are... Uh, lesbian videos, which is interesting. Why aren't heterosexual oh. women watching heterosexual videos? Right. They're often watching woman-on-woman -woman videos, and they're doing that because there's more depictions of realistic cunnilingus, realistic oral sex. And right. uh, it turns out that women more consistently orgasm, I'm not talking about all women, but in general, women can orgasm more consistently from oral sex um, then from uh, vaginal penetration with a penis. And because it takes women longer in general to get to orgasm, uh, men can often, will often get there sooner. And, mm -hmm. and honestly, men often have penis problems. The number one sexual problem that men experience is um, early ejaculation or they experience, you know, erectile problems. So really the tongue in terms of, uh, generating oral, in terms of generating pleasure, is more powerful um, than the penis and can be used um, 
more specifically and concisely to generate um, female pleasure than the penis. So that's what I meant by the tongue is mightier than the sword. It plays off of that uh, phrase, the pen is mightier than the sword. Uh In this case, I'm thinking about the tongue for oral sex and the sword being the penis. I don't know if it's a great comparison. It is. It is. I got it. I got it when I saw it. I did. Sometimes I've heard men you know, gloat and say, oh, they have gone two hours um, penetrating. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. There's no woman that would want a man in her for two hours going and going. Correct. Especially if there is no pleasure happening. So instead of men wanting to gloat about that, because that's not realistic, sometimes they don't want to say, hey, I can't really go as long as. But I've said to, to some men before, how about having oral sex and then um, penetrating? Or vice versa. It, it, so it goes, it's longer, the experience is longer because you're doing different things. Right. So I think for women also, one thing that we're not thinking about that we should be talking about is just feeling relaxed and feeling comfortable in your body and being able to let go and let your mind kind of get absorbed and push away all of those distracting thoughts, you know. So relaxation is also very important to uh, female pleasure. And listen, you're right. A guy can be penetrating a vagina for two hours, and that does not have anything to do with female pleasure. That has to do with his pleasure. Um, That woman may be experiencing no pleasure. And Mm -hmm. in fact, if a guy is going two hours or one hour, whether if he's actually telling the truth, there's probably some pain involved. I mean, statistics show um, that most women will say the right amount of intercourse time is usually around 10 to 12 minutes. Yes. And um, the uh, amount of time to actually generate orgasm is usually about six or seven minutes. But if there's been a lot of oral sex to begin with, or a lot of just good, fun, nice clitoral stimulation, um, the time for intercourse can be even uh, shorter. We just have to remember that the intercourse still has to provide clitoral stimulation. Once you stop stimulating that clitoris, you are no longer generating pleasure. Hmm. I'm just wondering, you know, because you said that. So I'm just wondering, so why do persons continue with that positions if it is that it's not doing anything for them? Well, um, why? Because, uh, you know, they've seen a certain position in porn. Or let's just take the missionary position. The missionary position does not um, necessarily provide orgasms, but it provides a lot of skin on skin. It provides an eye-to-eye experience, a face-to-face experience. It can provide a lot of meaning and pleasure and connectedness and even love. So sometimes, you know, positions, sex positions don't have to provide orgasms to be enjoyed. Um, I just think a lot of women get used to not having orgasms during intercourse. So they'll say sex is more about the emotional or the relationship connection because they're not expecting to have orgasms. But you can have both, right? You can have an emotional connection, a feeling of being in a relationship, a feeling of having fun and have orgasms, right? The two are not mutually exclusive. So the last question that we have is learn from your mistakes. Learn from your mistakes. Well, I do not remember what I was writing about then, (laughs) but um, what I have, what I will say is that, you know, you have to be able to communicate 
during sex. You can't just assume that you're just going to have great sex and especially, you know, on the first time, right? Like it's a, it's like learning anything, like learning to dance or learning to do anything together. It takes a little time to get into the groove and you're not always going to have fantastic sex. You're not always going to have orgasms or you're going to do something that works for one partner that doesn't work for another partner. And, and rather than have your ego bruised or not be, or be too afraid to speak up, talk about these things, figure out how to dance together, learn from those mistakes. You know, I've been married for over 20 years now. And the times that my wife and I learn the most about being in a relationship is after we've had an argument where we've had some kind of difference of opinion. And then we say, you know, hey, I'm sorry. This is what was happening for me. What was happening for you? And we really learn something about how to be in a relationship and how to treat each other. So mistakes are wonderful learning moments. Right. So make the mistake, guys, and learn from it. And the most important thing is have that communication with your partner. Yeah, and have some modesty. Nobody says you have to be a sexual superhero. You know, nobody says you have to be perfect. Nobody says you have to know everything about sex. Be willing to make mistakes, you yes. know? I don't feel bad about it, you know, because some persons don't want to make certain mistakes, especially in the bedroom, because they feel that they're going to look away or, you know, it's going to come off a particular way to their partner. So, totally. And they don't want their partner to ask them, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, have conversations. Those things will help also. Totally. And, you know, like, so what? Like, you know, like, you know, like I I have sex with my wife all the time. And sometimes she'll say, oh, that doesn't feel right. Or do this instead of this. Or I want that. Like, I don't find my egos bruised. Like, I want to hear from her. I want to know what's working for her. You know, like. Have a conversation. Don't be, men get so defensive if they're told a single thing. Mm -hmm. But guys told, oh, don't use your tongue like a rattlesnake. Uh, Please tell them out there for me again, please. (laughs) Um, You know, don't, don't, don't take it so personally, guys. Nobody's expecting you to be uh, a superhero. So, um, Ian, where is it again? We can't find you. Uh, best way is my website, iankerner.com. So thank you again for being on the podcast. I mean, I've learned. Well, thank you, Kate. It was a pleasure and it was a lot of fun and uh, good yes. luck with everything. Yes, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And thank you guys for listening to The Unfiltered by Jade. And we'll be back next week, Tuesday. Thank you. Oh, 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 oh.